You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's up, Buddha Nation? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints Podcast presented by Boot Crew Media and DraftKings. Yes, the DraftKings, the new sponsor of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. Now, you might think that it's kind of a quiet week or a quiet Friday. Why the heck is Chris recording a podcast for everyone on this Friday morning? Well, I think there's a couple of Saints things that I want to get to. Um, you know, and, and a lot of it's more going to be on the optimistic side. It is a Friday. We're going into the weekend. No need to be negative. So uh, I want to talk about Tyron Matthew, what the odds are of the Saints bring him in. And I think Tyron Matthew kind of, I would say, flirted with the Saints earlier this week with the comments he made. So we'll dive into those and whether or not I think it's a realistic option for New Orleans. We're going to talk about a one player who I think is poised for a really, really strong 2022 season. Yes, I know it's the first day of April. But I feel really good about this player. And then started off with the Desmond Ritter news. So I came out on Thursday uh, and tweeted that I was told that the Saints met with Desmond Ritter the morning of his pro day. He met with the coaching staff. He met with Mickey Loomis. And that is the third meeting they've had with him. They've met with him at the Senior Bowl. They met with him at the NFL Combine. And then they met with him at his pro day. Now, I tweeted kind of a, I would guess, a caution for everyone with that tweet, now that tweet had such mixed reactions. Some people were happy. Some people were disgusted. Even Everyone either said, let's go or yuck. Like that was the, those were the two reactions I got to the tweet. Nonetheless, I can absolutely confirm Desmond Ritter did meet with the New Orleans Saints before his pro day, like right before the pro day happened. And in conversations I've had with a source very close to Desmond Ritter, he said the Saints are up there in terms of teams that have shown a lot of interest in him. Could mean nothing, could mean something, but let's just go down the route that what if it does mean something? I think there's a lot to like about Desmond Ritter. Uh, I, I know that this quarterback class has been heavily criticized, heavily critiqued. A lot of people just don't think it's a good class. Some people say it's the weakest class they've ever seen. I don't know about that one because if you look at Kyler Murray's class, man, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, just not, not a good draft, but nonetheless, there is there are some tools, Desmond Ritter, that I think you can absolutely get behind. And one of them for me, the mechanics. I, I think from a mechanical standpoint, I think Desmond Ritter has the best mechanics in this year's draft. And I actually, you know, some people have done pieces on how good his mechanics are, and they brought up a good point. It's like, well, if Desmond Ritter doesn't work out in the NFL, we got to completely change how we're evaluating the quarterback position because there's not a player with his footwork, his mechanics, just the way he operates. And those are things that you kind of obviously have to develop. But if someone who's so polished at those things can't make it in the NFL, are we going to reach a point where it's just those, those wow abilities that just take over and everything else will kind of funnel in. That is possible. Like I really do think that is possible, but Ritter in that regard, he checks off that box so well that there are a lot of people thinking that's going to let him have success early on in his career. I think the other thing that really helps the four years starting uh, part of it, you know, I can't sit here and say I like that Kenny Pickett has experience and then not like that Desmond Ritter has just as much experience, I would say, in more pressure games because Cincinnati, especially the last two seasons, playing for that undefeated mark and trying to get into the playoff. And I think that's important. Like, I think a lot of people are going to see that he plays for Cincinnati and assume, eh, you know, the, the American Athletic Conference, how stacked are they? Is he playing up against great competition? 
Or, you know, I saw him play against Tulane. I didn't think he was that good. Like, I know some people have said that. Every game that Cincinnati played last year, and I would go as far to say every game Cincinnati's played since 2020, under the impression that, man, we got to win this game because if we don't go undefeated, there's no shot we can make the college football playoff. We don't have the luxury of teams like in Alabama where you could drop a game and you still have a pretty good chance of getting in. So you are playing under that heavy pressure. Thought he looked just fine. Another thing about Desmond Ritter that I do like, and this is on the football field that's important, the continued improvement of his accuracy. First year of college, 62%. Not bad at all. He dropped down to 55 in his second year, and obviously that is just a very, very scary number. You see that number, and you're like, man, that is that is terrible. Well, he comes out 2020, completes 66.2% of his passes, and for good measure to prove it's not a fluke, this past season, 64.9% of his passes. So despite having a season where he completed just 55% of his passes, he finished career over 62% for completions. That is pretty good, especially at the college level. He does struggle with intermediate routes. That is going to be the one biggest knock you're going to see on Desmond. Can he hit that 15-yard out? Can he hit that 15-yard crosser? Like, can he hit those? If he can, you will see his game take that next step. If not, that's where people really get down on him. I've seen some you know, people say, ah, his, his athleticism, it's good. It's not great. I think it's pretty damn good at his height. You know, at a at six foot four, for him to be able to run a four five two, that that's good. That that is fast enough to get away from pass rushers, even NFL pass rushers. Four five two is good speed. One thing I absolutely love about Desmond Ritter, and I think people will credit him on this a lot. Despite being fast, he looks to win from the pocket, and I think that is awfully important because. When you have a quarterback who's looking to win from the pocket and his eyes are always downfield, that's when they'll kill you, man. That is when they'll absolutely kill you. And it is something I really like about Malik Willis. Like a lot of people talk about Malik Willis. It's the speed that may pop to you. But I love some of the throws Malik Willis makes downfield. Like he makes some jaw-dropping throws that I'm sitting back, I'm watching his tape, and I'm like, did he really just do that? And, And that for me with Desmond Ritter, if your eyes are downfield, most of the time, and you're able to buy time with your athleticism, I believe you are going to be able to have those reps where you're going to make something out of nothing. I think it's possible. I really do. Now, I'm not here to say the Saints are going to draft Desmond Ritter, and I'm not here to say the Saints should draft Desmond Ritter because you guys know the Saints need wide receivers. I will just absolutely complain about their wide receiving core at a moment's notice. That's how I am. But I do think from a scheme standpoint, from a developmental standpoint, I think Ritter would make sense. And I do find it interesting that every time lately, especially the last, I would say, two weeks, when people draft a quarterback for the Saints, I know they're just mock drafts, Desmond Ritter's been the popular name every single time. And and I'm not saying that people know that's what's going to happen, but people hear things in this industry, and I just wouldn't be surprised if the Saints quarterback of preferred choice in a realistic world, and by realistic world, I mean Malik Willis is not falling to 18, maybe they do like Desmond Ritter. And, and by the way, Desmond Ritter is no lock to even go in the first round. I do think he will end up going in the first round, but he's no lock. And what I mean by that is the Saints could go 18, get who they want, and if they absolutely, hypothetically speaking, adore Desmond Ritter, could trade back into the first round and get him if they wanted to. 
And I think that would be the situation that Saints fans would be the most comfortable with, a wide receiver at 18, trading back in and getting Desmond Ritter if they were to draft him. I know a lot of people don't want to see him drafted with that 18th pick. I necessarily cannot blame you. I know a lot of people want receivers. Me over here, I'm just screaming for Jamison Williams every single day. At this point, I should just change my my Twitter account to Jamison Williams Stan account because that that's just how I feel about that particular prospect and the potential he has. But Desmond Ritterman, a Cincinnati quarterback who has gotten better every year, who is an exceptional leader. I don't want to use the whole he's a winner thing, but my God, Cincinnati, in my when I grew up, Cincinnati was always a basketball program with Mick Cronin and just, you know, guys like um, Kirkpatrick at the basketball level. Those dudes, for me, that's how I thought of Cincinnati. And, you know, Desmond Ritter, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce, these boys come around, and all of a sudden Cincinnati's a football school. It, it's kind of crazy to me. It absolutely is crazy to me. So there is a lot to like about Desmond Ritter. I do not know if the Saints will draft him. It is way too early to, to get into whether or not the Saints will draft him. But I can tell you 1,000% the Saints do at least have interest in Desmond Ritter. And that's interesting. That really is interesting because they have interest in Desmond Ritter. How do they feel about Kenny Pickett? How do they feel about Malik Willis? I would love to know those things. I'd love to be a fly in the wall. I'm not. But, uh, hey, we'll see what happens there. Now, let's move on to the next thing I want to talk about. And it's something that you guys are tweeting about nonstop and... I don't blame you. Tyra Matthew to the Saints. Is that going to happen? Well, Tyra Matthew recently, he's been, you know, around uh, around uh, Louisiana, was with the LSU program, I believe, a couple days ago. Did an interview, talked about the possibility of going to Saints. Here's what he said. They have a great program with Mama Benson, Dennis Allen, and all those people over there. It'd be great to represent my state, my city, and the team I grew up walking, or watching. Even a couple of my guys that I love to hang out with, they play for the Saints now, so you know it wouldn't be a bad situation. I agree on that part. Uh, I think Tyron Matthew going back to you know going back to New Orleans, playing for the Saints. I think for a lot of people that's always been a pipe dream, and maybe some of you have thought might think that it's a dream that you never thought would happen. But I guess that's why they call it a pipe dream. And he would help a position to need. He would help that leadership thing that I'm saying they're lacking because you know the one thing we don't talk about enough. I think with guys like Armstead going to the Dolphins and Malcolm Jenkins retiring. The Saints need leadership. The Saints need leadership. And Tar Matthew would check off that box in a tremendous way. He would give them more energy. He would give them a really good football player. And they are lacking good football players at the moment with the way free agency's gone. He is still a playmaker. I, you know, I'm not saying this deal needs to go down for me to feel good about the Saints offseason because I, I don't know if Tyron Matthew signing with the Saints would make me do a 180. I just don't think the Saints have had a great offseason. But, man, they can use him. And I think if you don't think the Saints can use Tyron Matthew, I think you're out of your mind. I, you know, you can argue with me. I don't think the Saints will value Tyron Matthew as much as the fan base will. You're probably right. But don't think for a second that they don't need a player like Tyron Matthew who, at this stage in his career, by the way, is still younger than people think. Like, I've I've had some conversations with people. I'm like, man, Tyron Matthew's old. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, how old do you think he is? He's 29. Like, Malcolm Jenkins just retired. I believe he's 34. Let's say Tyron Matthew has five years left. If it's anything similar to Malcolm, Malcolm really didn't look like shit at any point in his career. So Tyron Matthew can essentially sign three, four, five-year deal with his team. Maybe it'd be his last contract, but he'd be damn good during that contract. So I'm for it. And Tyron Matthew's second comment about the situation makes me think he's for it because he was asked about 
CJ Gardner Johnson constantly tweeting at him, and he and he commented on that. And here's what he had to say. He had to say, that's one of my guys. I can imagine that secondary with me and him in it. You know, probably, first of all, it would be the shortest secondary in the league, but it'll probably be the most feisty one, too. So, I mean, it would definitely give the fans of New Orleans a treat every Sunday. It absolutely freaking would. I mean, the idea of the Honey Badger, who is known for being aggressive, known for having that edge, playing with that chip on his shoulder, and constantly, and he has done this throughout his career, overcome adversity, pairing with a guy like Gardner Johnson, who every play is just smelling blood in the water, that's how you have an edge. And my God, Matthew has beefed with Tom Brady before. We know Gardner Johnson lives to beef with Tom Brady. That would be fun stuff. So I think from a viewer perspective, Tyron Matthew, the Saints, absolutely sign me up. I think from a fan perspective, you know, obviously sign me up. And then from the, you know, the analyst perspective, it makes a lot of sense. It absolutely makes a lot of sense. They need more help in the secondary if you get a guy like Tyron Matthew and Marcus May kicks out the free safety, which I'll talk about in just a second, then you're probably not valuing safety in the draft as much as you might need to, which means you can go heavier on the offense, heavier on the offense, more balance of a football team. There are absolutely levels to what a signing like this can do. And while I'm at that, I mentioned Marcus May. The Saints have the cap space to sign Tyron Matthew if they want. They're top five in cap space right now. And I know you're probably like, what the hell? How, the ha- how did that happen? Well, Saints shit a lot of salary this offseason. So they are top five in cap space. Money is not a problem. I think personally, a lot of this comes down to what is the vision for Marcus May? And I said this when he got signed. Marcus May, free safety, first four years with the Jets. First year under Robert Sala, turns into a box safety. Do the Saints view him as a box safety? The Saints view him as a box safety, then Tyron Matthew doesn't really make all that much sense. The Saints view him as a free safety, then Tyron Matthew to the Saints makes more and more sense. So, absolutely levels to this. I think Marcus May's role with New Orleans will dictate a lot more than people think. And I am curious to know what is that role. Do they go back and watch the first four years of him as a free safety and say, you know what, that's what we like? Or do they watch him in the box under Robert Sala's defense and say, that is where we think he'll excel. And I'm going to be honest from my perspective, and, I, and the Saints know a lot more than I do, and I will obviously just defer to their judgment. I thought Marcus May was at his best playing free safety. Doesn't mean he wasn't good at box safety. Maybe he actually is better at box safety. Maybe there's moments that the Saints watched on tape and said, you know what, he just needs a little bit more reps in that role, and he'll be better at that than free safety. That is totally possible. And if that is the case, then I would imagine bringing back P.J. Williams and hypothetically drafting a free safety would make more sense for the Saints. But if they view Marcus May as their free free safety replacement for the next three years, you got to at least call Tyron Matthew, see what the asking price is right now, and then go from there. Tyron Matthew will get signed. Like, we obviously know he's not going to sit on the open market forever, and Jordan Schultz, an NFL insider, talked about the interest that Tyron Matthews received on the open market, and he said the Cowboys, the Colts, the Saints, the Broncos, the Eagles, the Ravens, and the Steelers are interested in. So just about a third lead. And all three teams that I mentioned, I'd go as far to say the Saints are in the worst position right now from a team perspective, maybe the Eagles. And that might hurt. So if you want Tyron Matthew, you're going to have to spend. You're going to have to spend. So we'll see what happens there. I would imagine most of you guys want Tyron Matthew on the New Orleans Saints. So I said I was going to finish this show on a positive note, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's a Friday, man. A lot of negativity surrounding the Saints offseason, what's going on. And part of that is my fault. Like, I haven't been the most optimistic guy 
about the New Orleans Saints. But let's actually end this on an optimistic spin here. And, you know, a lot of talk about who's leaving, who's not coming back for the Saints. But how about who's staying? How about who's getting better? Who's developing? And I think there's one player who I think is really poised for a big year too. And that player is Pete Werner, linebacker out of Ohio State. Pete Werner, for me, in his rookie year, never looked lost. The moment never looked too big for him. He was constantly playing great in the run defense. And does he have to get better in pass coverage? Sure. But I didn't think it was detrimental to him. I didn't think he was out there looking like a liability. And Claude Alexander was still athletic somehow, off a torn Achilles. That guy is superhuman. To the point where, all right, Pete didn't have to play all three downs. Well, Quan's still free agent. No telling if he's coming back at this time. Pete Warner will be that three-down linebacker. And I think the Saints know that. Dennis Allen already talked about him being confident in Pete Warner's development. Pete Warner, year one, was one of two linebackers, per fo- uh, pro football focus, that graded with a plus 90 grade in run defense. The other linebacker, the great Darius Leonard. Like, think about that just for a second. As a rookie, you grade out just as well as Darius freaking Leonard, who's like a perennial all-pro linebacker. That speaks volumes, at least to me, as to the type of player that Pete Werner could be in a run defense. So you're talking about first two downs, potentially what he can do, or maybe just first down with the way this NFL just throws the ball all the time. Pete Werner's a playmaker. He's a surefire tackler. He is deceivingly athletic, man. You know, there was, I believe, the Giants game. There's a moment where it's him and Saquon barking in the open field. And I thought to myself, Saquon's going to shake him out of his boots. No, not at all. Pete just brings him down. And I think Pete, with another year of reps, Remember, he did miss a lot of time this past offseason because he was dealing with injuries. If he's healthy, he gets more reps. He continues to play in the same system for the most part. You know, I can't help but shake the feeling that he's going to be a really, really big-time impact player for the New Orleans Saints. And remember, if he takes that next step, you add Pete Werner with a class that already has a pulse and a Debo. You think about what uh, Peyton Turner could do from a potential standpoint. There's a lot to like there. He has to stay healthy. Saints also drafted Landon Young. So the Saints have had bad draft classes. 2020 was a terrible draft class. 2021, if these guys could stay healthy, could hopefully undo the damage with really, really potential packed players in Paulson Debo, Pete Werner, Peyton Turner. So I do like that aspect. But Pete Werner, man, I think Pete Werner is going to take that next step next year. I loved the pick when it happened. It made so much sense when it happened. Now you're talking about him having more time to develop. Another year under Dennis Allen's leadership. Another year learning from Demario Davis. And now... You get to be out there every single down, most likely, and show what you could do. Can't help but like it. And remember, the responsibility is not going to all fall on him because DeMario takes a lot of that on his plate. So, you know, I think that we are going to see great linebacker play from the Saints. I never thought I would say it because there was a point, I don't know, seven years ago where we're just sitting here praying Curtis Lofton carries the linebacker corpse. But seriously, Pete Warner, man, year two, I'm expecting a pretty, pretty big year from the Ohio State linebacker. Now, before I wrap it up, just got a a quick little, I would say, you know, good news here for anyone who's UFC fan. So UFC 273, that is next week. And there's two titles up for grab on that stacked card for UFC 273. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, and also the sponsor of Buku Media, new customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose guaranteed. So what do you have to do? To get be a part of this action, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code BOOT, all capital BOOT. Throw down $5 on UFC 273, any fight that you want, and you get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code BOOT. This Saturday, I'm sorry, next Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner 
of UFC. Now, remember, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, you call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's for Arizona, 1-800-BETS-OFF. There's also 1-877-770-STOP. And obviously, look, I could see how for, for stuff like this, UFC could be a football game, although we got to wait a while for that to happen. Those can be fun, but obviously be careful when you are gambling. But again, use code BOOT if you guys are going to for UFC 273. Now, also, another thing before I go, I mentioned this on Twitter. Straight Up Saints, we have shirts now. Kind of, I would say, I'm not going to say basic, but uh, nothing too flashy, but I like the subtle look. Uh, we have a black shirt and a white shirt. You'll see Straight Up Saints on the front of either one in gold. You can go to bootcrewmedia.com slash shop will be on the second page. You could also, while you're at it, check out Boot Crew Media's Pelican shirts because, man, they're damn good. Whether it's not on Herb or the Pels 12 versus the World or the Kingdom shirts, they're killing it there, man, with the create uh, creativity, and and I absolutely adore it. So, again, that's bootcrewmedia.com slash shop, and you'll see the shirts there. But that's going to do it, man. I hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your Friday, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. As for me, I'll be uh, – got an engagement party to go to later, so I'll probably be all suited up. Um, but remember, it's also April Fools. I forgot to mention that. If you guys see a tweet that looks suspect, it probably is. So be very careful when you're approaching NFL news today. Not everything you see might be real. People are probably out to pull off some ridiculous reports. And if you get tricked, man, got to be careful. Got to be careful. Twitter's a wild place. But anyway, guys, enjoy your Friday. I'll be back with more content in the very near future. But until then, keep it plugged in on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for the Houdat Nation. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast.